0: Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the leadership development podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, Aspire listeners. I am so excited for my guest today, a extremely good friend of the podcast, a man that I have relied on many, many times in my past, and to this day, Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Josh, it is so great to be here, and it's so nice to be back on the show. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, man. So I'm really excited about our topic tonight, and I I don't want to give the audience too much information yet, but it it is a topic that I have never discussed on the Inspire podcast. So excited to dive in. But before we do that, will you just share with the listeners a little bit about yourself and what your current role is?
1: Sure. I am a lead instructional coach for digital learning in Norwalk Public Schools. Uh, it's my third year in the district and 20, oh, 20 plus years in education. Now it's hard to look back and think about all that stuff, but I have an amazing opportunity to transform and inspire 14,000 students and 2,000 or so adults, get to do it every single day. I primarily work in a K to 5 building. I have an amazing time. I also get a chance to work with a bunch of amazing leaders. We're we're pushing a lot of stuff in our district and I really really love it. Yeah, so the
0: instructional coach position is really what I want to focus on today because I know that role is very very different between districts, between states. Me and you behind the scenes and conversations we've talked a lot about instructional coaching and, and that model, but I want to talk really deeply into what it looks like on your campus or within your district.
1: Yeah, I mean I've always said the joke if you have twenty-five tech coaches, you have a hundred different job descriptions, yeah. right? Everybody says that, that they're doing different things, even in a district, you know, one person might be Set up to help support the curriculum. And, you know, in our district, we have instructional coaches for reading, we have instructional coaches for math, instructional coaches for digital learning. Uh, we even have some theater instructional coaches. I mean, it's a whole mess of different disciplines. And I love that. It gives the teachers an opportunity to come and work with professionals that are knowledgeable in their field. And it really is asking the questions of what, how, and through. And what I've been working on and and really the, the, the main bulk of my studies in this field over the last eight years have been trying to figure out how districts can leverage the what, the how, and the
0: through to raise student achievement. You're working hand in hand with the technology piece, but then also working with teacher instruction and how they can implement those pieces with the students. Exactly, and and as the, as our lead coach, I have the
1: awesome opportunity to work with a team of instructional coaches. There's seven of us nice. uh, for digital learning. Um, we also have a fantastic coordinator who oversees things. And on top of that, we have our assistant superintendent who oversees the, the department, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, as our lead coach, I, I get a chance to not only work in the classroom with teachers, get to work on the outside with coaches, but I also get a chance to travel to our 20 plus buildings to really help leverage what's going on in the principal administrator role. And then I also work in central office. So I get a chance to help the planning stuff, too. So I love the fact that at some moments I can be sitting in kindergarten playing with iPads and then I can be working in the superintendent's office. And then I can be in the middle school helping do a PD on on ViewSonic boards or something like that. So it really is a, a, an amazing opportunity to kind of bounce back and forth. And you do get to see that something that happens in central office does have an impact down in that middle school classroom. And you do see how these decisions are being made at different levels and really how that is impacting and raising our
0: student achievements. So I want to talk a little bit about your instructional coaching department, because I know you, you started a project and are working on kind of explaining how to build a coaching department. And I want to kind of hone in on that because I know you've, done a lot of work but for our aspiring leaders or maybe our current leaders how can they actually start that process to build a effective instructional coaching department
1: yeah eight years ago i was brought into a school district in new jersey as the instructional coach Mm k-12 first time in the position and basically i had to figure it all out and and not gonna lie to you figured it out the hard way sometimes right like why didn't you do this and, and because I didn't have a lot of structure, because I didn't have a lot of support, because the district just basically said, you know, paddle, uh, I created the, what is now the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. Started off with a podcast called Ask the Tech Coach. Uh, we're now in our 170th, something like that episode. We do them every single Monday. We now have AskTheTechCoach.com. We now have a, a TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network membership. It's all free. But we've got blog posts, we've got podcasts, we've got free giveaways. But through all of this, I came up with a 12-step program. How do you create an instructional design that's going to meet the needs of your strategic plan? So we talk about the what, the how, and the through, right? So that triangle, if you will, fluctuates back and forth depending on where you are. If you're looking at a direct answer to your question, how do you do this, you first need to create your strategic plan. Now, every school district has some kind of, you know, strategic plan, strategic operating plan, whatever it happens to be called. That's the what. The what is going to be in two years, we are going to be a one-to-one school district, right? So that's that's written in stone. That's decided by the community. So that's the what. How is that next step? That's what I call the ed tech integration plan and this is really that step that not a lot of school districts have they have the what and they have the through right but they don't have the the how and what i mean by that is your district might have a technology plan that says we are going to be buying wi-fi routers we're going to be buying chromebooks we're going to be buying ipads so that's the we're going to go one-to-one using ipads using chromebooks there's a missing component to that, right? Every stool has three legs. Right. And the missing component to that is we're going to get to that goal. We're going to get to that one-to-one goal through professional development. We're going to get to that goal through bringing instructional coaching in. We're going to get to that through. So all of those things are going to equal wh- how are we going to fill that vision? And And you can say that in, in the micro level, right? The principal wants this, We're going to do it with our coaches through this technology, all those different things. So expanding that a little bit, it always then it breaks it down to, okay, now that you have this roadmap and we can talk as we go through here on what are those 12 steps and how it works. But Mm -hmm. pulling out the lens a little bit from there, it is, well, what is an instructional coach? How does it work? And so then then you get into how do you create a department? And in the last two years, I've been very fortunate enough. I was our district's first Instructional coach for digital learning. And from there, I had an opportunity to help mold the department. You know, I I was on the hiring committee for most of my brothers and sisters. I was on the hiring committee for our, our administrator, my amazing, wonderful, awesome, very nice, if she's listening, boss. And so I've had the opportunity to to mold this department. And so through my work here. You know, we're, we're now discussing, well, what is the model of a coach? Who do you look for? What is the job description? What does it mean? Let's not make it be 25 coaches, a hundred job descriptions. What should a coach be? What is the vision? Like when you create a mission statement and a vision statement, what should that thing be? And I talk a lot about finding a logo, finding something that you can just like, you know, put right on that side of your, of your jacket and go, this is how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think our logo is very simple. And I came up with this concept a long time ago, but it's, if you look at it, it's a diamond, if you will. And it's got four different colors. And, And this isn't for my particular district, but this is just how I see things. But if you look at, if you think of a diamond, the bottom is curriculum, right? Everything that we do as instructional coaches is instructional based off the curriculum. The top part of the diamond is student achievement. So the curriculum is gonna help with student achievement. To the right side as we move forward is being propelled by professional learning, meaning it's the coaches that are gonna help push the district forward. And what's behind is the motor is your technology. And that's different. Many school districts that don't come up with these ideas or don't don't use this kind of a 12-step method, they go, well, we bought Chromebooks. Are the kids getting any better with it? And they go, no. And now they're back to square one. They said, I spent a million bucks on Chromebooks. Why are we not doing this? Uh, It's the Chromebooks. Let's go to Surface tablets instead. And they don't see the middle picture, which is, did you create a plan that shows how you're going to meet
0: the needs of your goals? And that's where I come in. Yeah. So you talked about the 12 steps within your technology integration plan and not to go through all the different steps, because that would be (laughs) quite an extensive conversation. But what are maybe some really important steps that a district can take to make sure that their plan is gonna be effective? Well,
1: let's look at the first couple, right? I, I always talk about a district snapshot. Before you before you take that first step, you need to know where you are. So I, I call it a snapshot. Basically, it's where you get together and say, where are we, who are we, what are we trying to do? You review that strategic plan, you know where you're going. Maybe you talk about the history, right? Because it could be that you're you're new. And every new administrator wants to put their stamp on thing but you gotta go oh we might have tried that so the first step is always to take that district snapshot and the second step is always define where you want to go right and it doesn't matter if you're dr strange doing the little circle thing and he's like envision where you want to be and then the portal opens up right like you need to know where you're going so that way you can take that first step the third thing is always what is your essential question all right you know where you want to go What is that guiding thing that I want to do? And and I look at that and say things like, you know, we wanna create a learning environment that allows teachers to do X, Y, and Z. We talk about needs assessments. How do you create a needs assessment where the teachers are telling you that they want professional learning, that they have identified their weaknesses on their own. And once they've identified how they want to learn, what they want to learn and why they want to learn it, then you create the roadmap and say, oh, well, they're asking for this. Let's just give it to them. So we build our roadmap, but we don't just build our roadmap for teachers. You build it for the office workers, for the assistant principals, for the superintendent, because everybody is involved in professional learning. Mm -hmm. And then from there you go, all right, well, if I'm going to be doing, let's say Microsoft word, you as an assistant principal might need certain skills, but the secretary might need other skills. And then that breaks down our lesson plans and saying, well, if I'm going to do PD, I'm not going to just do Word. I'm going to do three different versions of Word. And maybe that's slow, medium, fast. And maybe that's Word for administrators, Word for teachers, Word for secretaries. And if you want, we can create micro-credentials and give some incentives. And eventually, the 10th, 11th, 12th step talks about how do you prepare that for for, for, for sharing it and how do how do you present it to an administrator because all of these things is it's this isn't a coach coming up with this. This is like committees right and buy in and all of these things. But at the end you do have a a document that the district has worked on maybe for a year, maybe more and says this is how we're gonna meet the needs that we've identified as a school district and signed off on.
0: Oh, now we need Chromebooks. Now we need surface tablets. Mm-hmm. Let's say a district has done this, right? They've, they've constructed their instructional coaching department. They now have a strategy and a plan to implement their technology. They're starting to look at what they've built and they're wondering, okay, what is happening, right? How do they determine the effectiveness of the program and what they've implemented? It's the temperature check, right? Students have a
1: difficult time learning when the teacher is stressed out. The teacher is stressed out because they're not comfortable with the material, but they're not comfortable with the material because they're not utilizing their coaches, but they're not utilizing their coaches because there's not a professional plan that implements how a coaching model works and why it's important for collaboration. And there's not time for this. And that's not great. You can see where I'm going back to, right? And it all comes down to what are the needs of the district and how is the district clearly communicating that? And is that good you know, done moving forward? And and Josh, this isn't easy, right? Because how how often is a leader in a leadership in a singular leadership position long enough to see all this through? I mean, a superintendent's in a job three years, whatever, right? Like they're on a three-year contract. By the time you go through the strategic plan, by the time the district molds itself, you're, you're either out or it's not working or the, the middle management changes around or, you know, a coach is in a coaching position as that middle step between the classroom and where they want to go. So now you're retraining coaches and you can see it, like everything that we're discussing, like in theory, it works. And the reality is there's a lot of moving doors and it's difficult, but I work with an, an amazing coach as my co-host for the Ask the Tech Coach podcast. And she's been doing this for 15 years. And she's, you know, it it, it takes stability. It takes time. It takes this, the, you know, familiarity with people. You know, to coach is a verb that means to get somebody in a position to be vulnerable with you. Yeah. And
0: that's not easy. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because you talked about it a little bit in one of your answers as far as when you first started as an instructional coach you stumbled and I'm just curious on maybe a time that you can share where you started to learn that what that role really meant and maybe had an opportunity to learn through experience on like what the instructional coaching role really was. I didn't have the vocabulary back then mm-hmm. and I'm
1: only now learning the vocabulary. But if I said to you, a leader has three jobs, What are those three jobs, right? I'm going to pause here for a second because everyone listening, think about that. A leader has three jobs and and it's very simple once I tell them to you. One, to make your staff better at what they do, to improve what they're doing. Number two, to make your staff better at what they're doing. And number three, it's to make your staff better at what you're like. You're not a leader if you're not improving the people around you. And you can say that from the, principal side you can say that from the parent side right like my job as a parent is to make my kids better than i am right like it's that right everything else is secondary well as a coach my only job is to help bring the flock up if you will right like i'm i'm here the difference between a principal and a coach is you have to buy into what a coach is saying whereas a principal it's some you know it's the mandate coming down um and those two things can work wonders together or they can work against it. A new coach doesn't know how to do those things, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, I, I've worked with thousands of coaches and, and I'm going to generalize here. So please, whoever's listening to this, you know, don't don't reach into your your iPod catcher here. But, you know, a coach is usually a newer teacher four to six years in and they're like, I got it. Uh, Somebody said, oh, Josh, you're great with technology. You should be a coach. But they don't have real world experience yet. Like they just got their feet wet and people pushed them into coaching. Or they're in their late 30s, mid 40s, and they're looking at this as a second career slash the step to get into administration. And so what you have is you either have people who are, walking in as I want to be your mentor. I'm a coach. Look at me. I got all the chutzpah. I'll help you build this. But a teacher's looking at them going, dude, you're a kid. Why would I listen to you? Or on the other hand, um, they're looking at a coach going, dude, you're 40. Like, Why, why would I listen to you? And those are hard things. And, and I, I hope I'm not generalizing too much here, but I don't think I'm incorrect when I say that.
0: You're going to find exceptions, but you've been around coaches. I have, I think, like you said, I don't want to generalize too much, but co- coaching is in general is, is a tough job because they're not the boss, right? They're not, right. they're not evaluating someone. So you really do have to create a relationship, allow the other person to find value in what you're saying and what, what you can bring to the table. Every day. Yeah.
1: Right. Like you walk into a classroom every day with nothing in your pocket and you need to have a conversation to get some coins in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you give some coins and sometimes there's a, the the door is locked and you walk away without having to to grab coins and stuff like that. But the people who can do it are the people that have those bags of tricks. And the only way you get bags of tricks is you do it and you do it and you do it. And then you go to the next classroom and you need a different bag. And that's the hard part, but that's the fun part. That's, you know, it it is it is the fun part. That's why I love instructional coaching. That's why I love being able to share so much with so many people out there. There's a lot of wonderful things about being a coach that I love. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, Better Tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: Well, you've you've brought it up multiple times and I don't think we've even identified what it is but you've brought up the term teacher cast what is teacher cast
1: you know at the top of the website i've always put from day 1 and and day 1 was 10 years ago wow. it's a long time it's a place for teachers to help other teachers and when we look at our students we say that our students are either audio learners visual learners or kinesthetic learners and and i believe that there's no difference really between students kids and adults if i was working with you in a professional situation as a coach i might hit you audio i might hit you video and i might hit you kinesthetically how how do i want now the, the words are different the approach might be different but if i relate that to an orchestra my elementary kids are learning about notes and rhythms my middle school is learning about notes and rhythms and my opera company is learning about notes and rhythms. You're just hitting it from different uh, sophisticated levels, if you will. And so teacher cast started 10 years ago as an, as a way for me to, put my thoughts down as a professional tool, but really over the last 10 years, it's become a conduit for really bringing the classroom into the ed tech world and then vice versa. I love the fact that over the last 10 years, I've had amazing relationships with companies like Microsoft, with Google, Facebook, Lego education, you name them. They've been on the show and I've been able to bring that into the classroom to support, but I also love the fact that you, know, you and I have had conversations and I've and I remember saying, wait a minute, I know who I can, who can help you out with that. Yeah. And you make a couple of emails and go, Hey, I got a teacher that needs support and that's there. So it is a conduit for me to be able to support so many different projects and, and things like that. If I didn't have teacher cast, obviously we wouldn't be talking. And it really has not only been that conduit from ed tech to the classroom, but it really is the conduit from my heart, my soul into the world. Um,
0: and it's a website. It is a website, a beautiful website. TeacherCast also, you said, encompasses podcasts and Ask the Tech Coach is one of those. And you do just a wonderful job on that podcast. And it's a part of the Teach Better Podcast Network, which we're so honored to have you a part of. But for those who may not have listened to that podcast, what is that all about? And how did that come to be?
1: You know, when you think of a tech coach's podcast, you might think of a show that talks about Google Docs. And we're going to talk five things that you can do with a Google Doc for your teachers. And, and you know what? That's a great podcast. And there's a lot of those. Ask the Tech Coach has always been designed a little different. We're, we're hitting you just a little bit above the eyebrow on that. So we are doing shows on how to create a district snapshot. We are doing shows on how to have conversations with your principal, you know, five ways to create a needs assessment. Sure, we talk about Microsoft Excel. Sure, we talk about Teams every now and then, and it's a great opportunity, but it really is a way to help that instructional coach in ways I never had. It really is an opportunity to come together. I like bringing on administrators and grilling them on questions. Josh, you're always good for those kinds of things, but it really is a place for tech coaches, instructional coaches, I'm reading math, you name it just to come together and support each other and i'm so blessed that sue and i have been working together now for two or more years we're at 170 plus episodes it launches every single monday and you know like we just had facebook on the show and they're talking about digital safety and security so we're able to bring more of the ed tech in but it's not just this is facebook or this is lego education we're asking them the questions of how can your tool be supported by coaches Mm -hmm. into the district as opposed to, Hey, how does your app work? So I know there's a lot of coaches that are sitting here going, well, I've got a view sonic board. I've got a smart board. I got something. What do I do with it? Well, I'm bringing on those companies to ask and answer those questions of how do coaches support teachers using those things. So it's slightly a different answer. I love it when I work with companies on that particular show, because most Podcasters, I find, bring those companies on to say, "What does your tool do?" And my ang- my angle is always going to be, "How can the coach use that to get into the classroom?" And I think if I keep that up, it's uh, you know we're going to be well over 170 episodes, if not more.
0: I had the pleasure of being on that podcast a couple times. So if anyone's looking for an administrative take on technology and the instructional coach position, uh, definitely check those out. But Jeff and Sue do an amazing job on on that podcast. So. Excited for the future and to see what you both are going to bring to the table on that one. But then also, I want to talk about a question that I ask all of my guests. I'm going to change it just a little bit for you, Jeff, just based on our topic tonight. So for those who are listening, if someone out there wants to be an instructional coach, what is something that they can do tomorrow, next week to enhance their skills for that position?
1: Network. You know, there's two sides of a coach's resume. There's the educational side, and then there is the instructional technology side. Mm -hmm. If you are going to be pursuing a coaching role, yes, go out and become an Apple teacher. It's free. You can do it in 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 a weekend. Go out and do your Google level one, level two, become a trainer. Go out and become a Microsoft innovative educator. Go out, become a Microsoft innovative educator trainer. All of those things are the given. Unfortunately, most resumes that come in, people are that, right? So you need to figure out what you're going to do to get your resume above that. I know for... Me, when I'm looking for instructional coaches, if you don't have at least Google level one, what's the point, right? right? If you're going to be looking at coming into my Microsoft, my first question of the interview is going to be, are you an MIE? And if you say no, well, I'm moving my district into a Microsoft school. If you don't know what an MIE is, which is, by the way, free, then then you, you, there's a misstep here. And I think that's the important thing, right? The other thing I would always look for is what your recommendations are. You know, somebody that you've worked with, what are they saying about the relationships that you have with them? I always wanna make sure that you're data-driven. I wanna make sure that a coach is saying, I've done this and it has resulted in these things. And we talk a lot about data on the show. And it's one thing to say, I made a website. It's something to say, I made a website that's impacting 480,000 people every single month by whatever that thing happens to be. Right. So show me what you're doing, but show me the impact that you're having on others. Because if you're not going to be an infa- impactful person, then you're going to have a hard time a
0: getting into classrooms and be staying in classrooms. No, I love that advice. So Jeff, we talked about your project that you are currently working on which is about creating instructional coaching departments, looking at the effectiveness, and also how it's going to affect student achievement. So if anyone is interested, a district, a leader, wants to know more about that project, how might they learn a little bit more on all of those aspects?
1: All of our coaching resources are found on askthetechcoach.com. We have our Twitter account, Ask the Tech Coach. You can go on to AstheTechcoach.com and sign up for our membership site. I'm in the middle of putting together a huge landing page with all of this information in one big page that's hopefully going to be launching by February 2nd. I'm looking forward to that date specifically because I'll be out in Seattle. Um, I've been asked to be a featured speaker at the NCCE conference and I'm going to be doing 20 hours of professional development, all for coaches over the span of three days. Awesome. And uh, lots more of that stuff coming out over on the teacher cast educational network. So I'm looking forward to, to rolling all of these things out.
0: Perfect. And Jeff, how may our listeners connect with you on social media? Sure. You can, if, if, if you're looking for the general stuff, you can, you know, you can of course find me
1: at teachercast.net. You can find me on TeacherCast on Twitter, uh, teachercast.net slash Facebook slash LinkedIn slash all those different things. It's pretty easy to find. And let me know most of the spots that you're going to find on our site says let's work together. And I love it when people just book a time and we can talk just like this, or we can work on a project. I've do a lot of consulting with school districts and ed tech companies. So if anybody's out there looking for somebody to blab at them for a while, I'd love to sit down with you guys.
0: Well, and I can personally say that Jeff does a wonderful job in that. I I have used his services before me and him have had amazing conversations i appreciate you in many ways jeff um, not only as someone that i've leaned on to learn things in the instructional coach world website design and podcasting but just as a person too so thank you so much for being on the show to provide a little bit more wisdom on instructional coaching but also for all that you do in the educational space
1: Josh, you do a great job. I highly recommend anybody checking out all the work that's going on behind the scenes here on the Teach Better podcast network. And I'm always fortunate enough to hang out with you guys.